Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad that last session seemed to not scare too many of you off. Good. As if you thought last session was horrifying. Well, these files might just cause you to die of fright the further and further we get into them. Well, since you're here, we might as well go over another SCP file. Today's SCP is that of SCP-172, otherwise known as the Gear Man. Verbal analysis following initial discovery of SCP-172. Begin log. Well, he seems a decent enough chap. He hasn't tried to kill us, nor has he shown any signs of aggressive or uncooperative behavior. I have already spoken to the lads who found them. They have they have given their word that they will not speak on the matter. Nevertheless, we should have intelligence keep an eye on them just in case. Surprised he survived the bombing. It tore the rest of the house down. Doubt he would have made it in the trenches. Oh well. We shall continue testing him, asking him questions and whatnot. But on a personal note, I am chuffed to find another abnormality that isn't trying to kill us. Perhaps I should introduce him to the corporal, Lawrence. By God, that man needs some cheering up. After he fell in that hole, he hasn't been the same since. End log. Now, this SCP is class differently. If you remember the last SCP we went over, it was classified as safe, meaning it didn't pose a big danger to humans. This one, however, is classified as Euclid, meaning that it is a bit more dangerous, and if not kept under correct supervision, it could become dangerous to human life. Now let's get on with it. Item SCP-172, otherwise known as the Gear Man. Object Class, Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. Any personnel wishing to access SCP-172 must receive written approval and undergo a one-hour training session. All interaction with SCP-172 must be overseen by at least one Class 4 operative who may end the session at their discretion. Any and all records, drawings, or correspondence produced by SCP-172 are to be submitted immediately to Dr. Redacted for review. Responsible requests, reasonable requests made by SCP-172 are to be granted after approval by Dr. Redacted. SCP-172 is allowed out of its containment area with approval as long as it is accompanied by an armed Class 4 operative. Armed personnel are to be stationed at the door of SCP-172. Should SCP-172 attempt to escape, it is to first be asked to cease and desist, and then led back to its containment area. Containment area is to be kept stocked with paper, pencils, and any additional writing and any additional components requested by SCP-172. Tables, chairs, 
and any additional furnishings requested by SCP-172 are to be provided pending approval by Dr. Redacted. Upon entering its dormant state, SCP-172 should be placed in its transportation box until rewound. Description SCP-172 appears to be a human being, 34 years of age, 185 centimeters tall, or 6 feet 1 inches tall, black hair, and mustache, weighing 175.5 kilograms or 386 pounds, and of Russian descent. SCP-172's personality is very friendly and intelligent, if somewhat dull and repetitive. SCP-172 prefers dress from the 1860s and always wears a large ornate key on a long necklace. SCP-172 has never identified itself by any name and is not upset by being referred to by its designation number. Internally, SCP-172 is a staggeringly complex automaton possessing over 2 million moving parts and 18 million components at last count. Component parts appear to be made of glass, silk, wool, steel, brass, rubber, and several other substances. Similarly, between this construction and that of SCP-2776 suggests a similar creator or creators. SCP-172 also has several modules that can be installed via a hatch in its chest. These appear to alter behavior, speech, movements, and several parameters based on position in the body cavity and module components. SCP-172 has 46 modules at current count, having built three of these while in Foundation custody. Currently, SCP-172 is loaded with the Engineer module. Modules have been identified by SCP-172 as Caretaker, Soldier, Medic, Mother, and King. Though this is by no means a comprehensive list, refer to Document 172-2. Under no circumstance are modules to be replaced without O5 level authorization. And for those of you who don't know, the O5 are the head honchos here. They're everyone's boss. SCP-172 is powered via a mainspring, which would, with the key in SCP-172's possession, after inserting it into a hole at the base of its of the base of the neck. SCP-172 can operate for eight hours on a single full wind-up. SCP-172 appears wholly human when in operation and is capable of all basic human functions. SCP-172 has no need to eat, breathe, or sleep, but will perform all these functions if allowed to do so. SCP-172 is extremely obedient and will follow any instructions given to it to the best of its ability. 
SCP-172 does not view its existence as strange and asserts that it is human, even when shown its internal components. SCP-172 is also extremely delicate, and great care must be taken to preserve and maintain its function. SCP-172 has also shown a level of medical skill, nothing short of miraculous. SCP-172 is capable of analyzing and copying any mechanical device it comes in contact with. This was first shown when it became apparent that locks of any kind cannot contain SCP-172, meaning that no matter what lock you have, it can break it. It has also made several copies or upgraded versions of SCP technology, all based on incredibly complex clockwork, most notably data redacted. Document 172-4R Notes on Recovery of SCP-172 SCP-172 was recovered after the Great War, or World War I, in a chamber below a former vacation home of the Tsars. Exposed due to stray bombing, the chamber and its contents were badly damaged, but SCP-172 was found intact in an iron crate, along with many modules and its key. Item was removed by operatives and wound up inside testing facilities. SCP-172 appeared to wake up from a deep sleep and proceeded to greet everyone present in Russian. When Agent Redacted shouted in surprise, SCP-172 pushed against its chest and repeated its greetings in English. SCP-172, when questioned, stated that its last memory was playing with a young boy. The boy left and SCP-172 began to feel very tired, and it returned to the box. It has no memory of its creation, creator, or name. End log. Now, you guys may be thinking, how can this thing be dangerous? It sounds nice. Well, like I said, it can break through any lock. Meaning, if it were to ever go rogue, no lock could possibly hold it. And if it ever went rogue, it has several modules, many of which we don't know. For all we know, one of those modules can prove to be quite deadly to us, considering that it has a module called Soldier, and so on. We also learned that it can create machines. I'll let you determine how dangerous that that can be. But know that bombs count as machines. A lot of things count as machines. Let's just hope this thing never goes rogue. With all that out of the way, thank you for joining me here today. Goodbye. Thank you for watching today's narration. As always, I hope it both entertained and horrified you. 
Remember, these episodes, or I guess narrations, are separate from the main podcast now. So if you want still your updates on horror news and my recommendations, be sure to check out the actual podcast episodes. Uh, Also, I did not write this SCP file. In fact, I have not written any SCP files. Sorry for that beep, it was my computer. Uh, But yeah, I haven't written any of the SCP files. If you want uh, information for the original article and want to check out the author's page, I have linked them down below. Be sure to show them all your love and support for creating such amazing works. Also, I have a Patreon page. If you would like to support me more than you already are by watching these episodes, be sure to support me over there at patreon.com slash children of the night. Or you can just click the link down in the description. If you support me there, not only will you be helping me and keeping this whole thing flowing, but you will also gain access to many rewards such as polls deciding what story I should narrate next, or early access to the narrations, or even voice acting roles in some of the narrations, and much, much more. Also, if you just want to be more involved in the community, I do have an Instagram page where I post some updates and also just some funny things sometimes. So that's at Instagram, and it's at Children of the Night One. And as always, between be sure to tune in every single Friday for episodes of the podcast for all your horror news and recommendations, and be sure to keep tuning in to watching these narrations. This Friday, it won't be a new episode because I'm still taking a mid-season break. I mean, well, not a mid-season break, just a season break. But I will still have a mega episode where I will be uploading all of the episodes from season one into one giant video so you can binge watch the whole thing. I will also be doing the same things for all the narrations that have been happening in season one. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that. But until next time, I want to wish you all a good night and sweet dreams to all my fellow children of the night.